Welcome to the premiere episode of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk on Podbean. This is not the first episode of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. In fact, as I record this with my cohorts here, this is the 334th episode. But it's the first one you're getting on Podbean, and we are reaching an all-new audience. So to you guys, it's episode one. So I say welcome to all of you. We record this episode on Friday evening, January 3rd, 2020. We are actually in the Roaring Twenties now, not the Roaring Twenties, like I've seen that meme. And I, of course, am your host now and forever, Chris O'Mealy, joined alongside my cohort, Dan Peck. You're just spare parts, aren't you, bud? <laughs> and... My other cohort, partner in crime, Glenn Kukan. Toss a coin to your winter? <laughs> Valley of Plenty? And, uh, we'll work on a better intro for all of you podbeaners out there. But, uh, but yes, uh, we are here on Podbean on the CKCC radio channel. One of many podcasts you guys can check out. And before we get to the actual Wrestle Talk show, I'd like to do a couple of quick plugs here. So please do not fast forward this portion of the podcast because I would like to give a shout out to our partner podcasts. First things first, I'd like to give a big thank you to Blake Riley once again for hosting us on that Filling the Void podcast network for so long, but we are no longer associated there. But the Blake and Sal show is still a partner podcast, along with CHMR's Ring Rust, the Cinefan podcast, the Race Nerd podcast. And, well, that's kind of actually it for our partners. Uh, one show that we were partnered with is actually joining the CKCC radio family, and that is J Bunny's Music Hub. So for you rock fans out there, who want to hear Jason Shin interview some of the frontmen and other musical artists in various rock and metal bands of all kinds of varying degree, independent and uh, mainstream labels. You will get to hear his entire library of shows eventually here on Podbean's CKCC Radio. Hot damn. We're going to, we're going to try to archive uh, the entire lineup. We'll do probably one classic episode a week until everything gets up, plus, of course, the new content as it drops, so you'll get to hear that. And uh, this weekend, actually, as we record this, you should be hearing the premiere episode of Real Paranormal with Jeff Trelowitz. Jeff himself is a ghost hunter. He has actually gone out, recorded evidence, and has lots of stories to tell. His paranormal-based show should be debuting this weekend on CKCC Radio, and I'm actually going to do the intro for it. I have to, uh, I will work on that when we are done with this show here, so that's, uh, part of my project. So those are your... Are you the ghost host? I wish. That'd be awesome. No, I am not, I am not Master Gacy, or Gracie. There's no way out. Well, there's the way he took. (laughs) There's no doors or windows. So I challenge You're actually you to in a slow find moving the elevator. Actually, one of the one of the uh, coolest rides of all time, the Haunted Mansion. Always be a favorite ride of mine. But uh, yes, and uh, 
for anybody out there who's a fan of television, I have a couple of fun plans there. The uh, first TV-based podcast I'm going to do will be on The Mandalorian. It will be an eight-episode series for season one, and I believe that Daniel will be joining me for that one. Of course. And uh, Glenn, I believe you've you've watched The Mandalorian and enjoyed it. I most certainly have. So I most maybe, certainly did. We, we will definitely be able to do that. Uh, I watch them again if we're going to do a show week by week. My, my wife has and I have discussed doing a Big Bang Theory podcast each episode. And uh, we'll have a lot of fun with that because we we are so obsessed with that show that we overanalyze the hell out of it. But we do that to each other, and now we're going to do it for you. I will be doing The Simpsons show. I don't know if I'm going to have a co-host for that. And then, of course, my six-part series on ranking those Disney animated movies will be debuting. Hopefully, by the end of the month, you'll at least get the first episode. Jeff Trelowitz is going to co-host that with me. And uh, that's going to be fun, because you guys might actually be surprised at where those things end up. Uh, Last plug is for Handshake and a Hot Dog. I've mentioned that in the past. It will be debuting the first episode this month. I have a couple of interviews lined up, but I'm going to tell you right now, the debut episode will be with an old friend of this podcast, Joey Image. So if you guys who are our new listeners, who are just joining us for the first time here on CKCC Radio, Joey Image is a long-term friend of mine. I've actually known him for as long as I've been in the wrestling business. I met him at my second ever show. And we have been friends ever since. So that is 15 years of friendship now. In fact, over 15 years of friendship because it would have been 15 years this past May. So uh, I was uh, I attended his wedding. He w- attended my wedding. He was actually in my wedding party. Uh, he has a plethora of knowledge in the wrestling business. And uh, he is going to be my first interview and he will definitely be a good one. So you guys have that to look forward to. So that kind of ends the uh, the plugs there. Thank you for not fast-forwarding. And if you did, I'm very disappointed in you. Is there a Letter Kenny reference we can throw in there for that? Probably. But uh, as we've mentioned before, this show, Club Cafe Brussel Talk, will have a patron-exclusive show, which will feature all of our se- all of our patron-themed segments and also a uh, topic of discussion by us for each subject. Uh, we'll have a very easy one to do at our first because it's going to debut next weekend. So the, uh, the quote-unquote topic of discussion is going to be a show review. Wrestle Kingdom 14, Nights 1 and 2. We're going to knock them both out in one action-packed show. You're probably New Year's Dash if things happen like they usually do. So there you go. So there will be lots to watch there. And uh, lots to listen to. Uh, We're going to do a Wrestle Kingdom 14 preview for you guys in just a moment, but we're probably going to be abolishing the preview, the the full-on preview part of the show that we've done in the past for this new format. I know uh, some people have said that the the preview can get kind of monotonous, especially if it's a, not really a, a, especially if we're kind of talking about everything at once and there's been a lot of buildup. So my plan and you guys tell me if you like this. Uh, I already talked to you two gentlemen, but I'm talking to the listeners here. Is, uh, like, let's say the Royal Rumble's coming up. So, like, for next week's free show, we'll start talking about Royal Rumble stuff, what's already been announced. 
like who's already in the rumble and we'll talk about how they're building it that way the week before or even the week of you're not bogged down with a preview show so even if the it the the podcast drops late it's no longer a time insensitive kind of thing uh, so you guys give me some feedback on that and you can leave your comments right on podbean that's something really cool that you can do. But if you're also following the Facebook page at CKCC Radio, you can leave your comments there. And we do have a Twitter at CKCC Radio. So like the Facebook page and follow the Twitter. I would very much appreciate it. And I that's what I appreciate about you, Dan. Is that what you appreciate about me? <laughs> All right, let's take about 20 to 25% off there. Oh, hey, look, the ground. Yeah, I'm going to be doing... Hello, Brian. I think Dan and I might have to do a Letterkenny show for you guys. I think we'll have a ton of fun with that. (laughs) You're like, you think? Yeah, no. Will is the... uh... Totally watch those. Yeah, we'll totally do that. And then uh, I know Dan has in the past talked about doing other other TV shows. So if... uh, I mean, you've got your full-on deal. Like, just uh, go for it. Do, uh, Do your own podcast about TV show if you want to. I'll listen. I'll enjoy. Maybe I'll binge it with you and uh, we'll flip the script a little bit. Uh, So what we're going to do for that paid show for our patrons, you guys have a week to sign up. It's only five bucks a month. You can hear our Wrestle Kingdom review. You can hear all of our segments from our – all five of our patrons have an – or our – I should say our five tiered patrons have an – the $10 tier patrons have the – option to create a segment for us and the segment can honestly be to the gentleman like you can just ask a question and we'll turn that into a discussion or you can just be like hey uh talk about this and we'll talk about it like that can be your whole segment you don't have to go crazy with it we all know what mr cotton's going to be doing and uh, jay wingers has his positivity zone so that's probably still going to be a thing. And then uh, the rest of you, Glenn, this is your chance, man, to hijack the show <laughs> and talk about whatever you want. So, Except that's really not my deal. Well, then you don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> there's there's no obligations. So, yes, Club Cafe Wrestle Talk is growing and evolving. And we want to thank you guys. And we will always provide you with a free show with all the wrestling news. And also points or consequences that will never ever be on the paid show. That we we've all agreed that would never be. We're not going to even do bonus games on the on the paid show. Either. No, that's that's not something we want to uh, we want to enforce there. But um, I am going to point this out again. I don't know how many people played this week because of course it's my game, so I'm not I don't see that stuff. But uh, every single game that you participate in this year, your name goes into the. Uh, the pool at the end for a prize drawing. And every time you play, your name goes in another time. Uh, it was Dan Dahl's idea. And it's like Hunger Games style. Like, you know how every year your name goes in again. And then if you, so like, so you're either too old or you've played. Yeah. Or you've played. Yeah. So, uh, the, the only thing is at the end of the year, whoever wins most points and most wins their, however many entries they have will obviously get taken out. It'll only be participation awards at that point. So you can literally still get a prize for playing every week this year and failing to get points every single time. You can have a score of zero and 
But I'm going to enforce Jeopardy rules. If your score is in the negatives, you don't get to play. What I will tell you is the amount of people I've played this year, not nearly as many have played in previous years. Yeah, so I'm really gonna. Tr- I'm really trying to encourage more participation there, and that's that's the way. So, like, even if you, you even if you're a new listener and you join the Facebook group to participate, which is Club Kayfabe, home of true wrestling fans, you join. You want to participate, but it's May, and everybody's already got four months head start on you. Play anyway, because you can still win a prize. This was always the most popular game of the year. Well, we need to uh, we need to change that, guys. We want to get more participation here, but we do understand we, that we have basically because we're switching networks here. We are kind of starting from scratch again. So I'd like to thank everybody who did download our Fabe show last week. Uh, we we I was able to see how many people listened to it and downloaded it, and the numbers were actually higher than I expected. So I am happy with that, and I want to keep this on the grow and. That's the cool thing about CKCC Radio. You subscribe to one feed, you get this wrestling show, you'll get the Paranormal Show, you'll get all our TV stuff, you'll get Jay Bunny's Music Hub, and that's just the beginning. There's other stuff to come. Just, uh... And if you do have an idea for a show and you want to discuss it with me, all you have to do is email me, O'Mealy Podcasts. that's plural, of course, O'Mealy Podcasts, at gmail.com, and the email will be in the description of every show. But guys, it's a new year, it's 2020, and the biggest New Japan show of the year is quite literally on our doorstep. It is Uh, about to happen. Five and a half hours. (laughs) As we record this. And this week's trivia question is actually based on the Wrestle Kingdom Legacy. Yes, at the first show called Wrestle Kingdom. Now, of that show, I'm breaking it down for you. There was three Gaijin in the third match of the first Wrestle Kingdom. Who them? Who they? Oh dear God! So 14 years ago, would put this around 2006. So I'm. Was, uh, I think it was seven, yeah. A six or a seven, yeah. Okay, so I have I have a guess as to what one might be, but yeah, that's a good question. There, um, it was a three on three tag, and one of the teams were three Gaijin. So, do you know you're actually? I know it's my gimmick to mispronounce stuff, but did you know you actually are mispronouncing it? I actually just found this out that that's not how you pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually pronounced gay gene. Oh, thank you. I've never heard that. I've heard gay gene. Or gay gin for English, but yeah, it's not guy. It's gay. Totally gay. Gay gene. That sounds pretty gay. <laughs> I'm supposed to you say that when you, meant thing, when you mean things are lame or whatever. No, I'm talking about two guys kissing. That's pretty gay. That's pretty gay. <laughs> so there was three of them. All right. Well, that's... Smash. Who come, were they? Come up with your uh, trivia answer. 
Unfortunately, this show is no longer live because we're not doing the. Uh, we won't be able to do this live to do what we need to do for Wrestle Talkies. But uh, if you know the answer, it's your homework while you're listening. So let's talk Maybe about just Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly, you could totally could. <clears throat> um, we have a lot to talk about here. Uh, we're going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom 14. Uh, before we do that, though, let's get this uh, this WWE news out of the way because there's not much going on here, but some of it's kind of funny. So, who here remembers Lars Sullivan? Yep, I he, do. He hasn't been on TV for a while, so maybe you've forgotten about him or something. But he was the big the big guy that they were going to kind of give a push to, and then he had like his little mental breakdown, and we haven't really seen him in a while. Uh, he's been kind of under heat lately because he has been posting some very, very homophobic comments. He's been very anti-gay. Well, there's probably a reason for that. Because it was discovered that he, in fact, did gay porn. Well, he had someone slobbering his knobbering. So, yeah. Under another name, which I actually don't remember what it is. Dylan Miley. <laughs> oh, which is, isn't that his real I don't name? Know. I don't know if he used his real name or not. <laughs> so, there you go. He's the uh... Lars Sullivan name all the way back then. <laughs> so, yeah, good old uh, Lars Sullivan. He was uh, he was into gay porn. and At least the... he was gay for pay. I mean... There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're going to be homophobic like that, maybe don't have a past? I don't know. I Or maybe that's, maybe that's why he is like homophobic. That probably is. I think it's uh I mean, I think it's weird. <laughs> but to be it's a lot of people, a lot of people's way of dealing with it. Think about the think about, you know, like the, all the old high school movies, you know, the, the big time jocks are always assholes to the gays. And then they find out they're gay. Well, I was thinking that's always been like, I, I definitely was at one point in my life. It was a brief point of my life, but I would, I definitely, um, cause I was getting bullied. I kind of became one to one or two people specifically because I was kind of lashing out. I didn't know any better. I was like 12 years old. You know what I mean? I mean, I eventually yeah. realized how dumb that was and didn't do it anymore, but it's it's something that happens, so. I think that's probably the most we've talked about Lars Sullivan on this show in a long time, but. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It is what it is, man. That's, uh, the thing is, those homophobic comments got him in the, <laughs> got him in the doghouse, and now this stuff coming out is probably not going to help that case, so. I don't think we're going to see him for a long time. If at all. I mean, he'll probably show up at AEW. We haven't seen him in like 10 months anyway. So. Yeah. He'll be in AEW in like three weeks. Dude, I don't know about that. We're <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we, we, did, we got a big, a big pull. <clears throat> so, we've talked in the past about how just awful the Lashley Rusev Lana stuff is. It's it's terrible. 
But it had a big twist when they had their little wedding angle. A big return happened. Was it a twist? What a twist. What a twist. So, our first candidate for the 2020 Fave for return of the year. Oh, actually, no. That, eh, that's an ambiguous one. Cause she, well, I mean, she's been gone for over six months. Yeah. So. It is a return. It is a return. So I will write it down right now. There you go. Uh, Liv Morgan is so back. On this list, that's actually happened. Yeah. Liv Morgan is back, and she's a lesbian, apparently. Yeah. No, they won't do that storyline with an actual lesbian and her best friend, but they'll do it with her. Yeah, and apparently Mandy and Sonya are not happy about that. No, they are not, because they've, they've been, been pitching for that idea for months. And they wouldn't do it, yeah. But uh, Liv Morgan is back, and she's always been in love with Lana, and I have no idea where that's going. She Nobody was... knows. Originally, it looks this like was... I missed Return of the Year, because it's not on this fucking list. Uh, she was not supposed to be in this role originally, but Paul Heyman wanted a high-profile return, and he kind of created that. It's not... Yep. Uh, that was a high-profile return, but it was a return. The segment well, is, is terrible. But... but <laughs> as Glenn's <laughs> about to tell you... <laughs> but... This is Vince's favorite thing going forward or go, going on at the moment, which is why shocking, which is why Heyman said this is a this is a big spot for her. Because if Vince loves it and he thinks it's the greatest thing. Oh, but wait, there's more. Because not only is this Vince's favorite thing, but he's a open to more off the wall ideas. Well, and B, that's not news. And B, they said, get ready, because you're going to get to see some Jerry Springer-type shit going on. Last week's show is the highest number since August for Raw, which means we're nowhere close to being done with this. Oh, wait, there was one other thing about that, too. Oh, yeah, and Rusev is supposed to get a new love interest. That just doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know, I don't get that. He really wants to break up their marriage. Because he knows the track record. Yep. They're actually like a really good couple, though. So I don't know what he's trying to accomplish with that. But he's trying to accomplish what has been accomplished like seventy-five percent of the time. <laughs> uh, but we do have some congratulations in order. As Andrade Cien Almas, which is still in his uh, theme song, by the that. way, like that? prominently in his theme song. It still says CN almost. So I, I think it's funny that they dropped all that and then didn't bother to change the music at all. <laughs> like, dude, freaking, he was in the three-man band and his music still said one-man band. And then he, and then by the time they broke up, his music had said three-man band and they didn't change it back. Yeah, it, it they, they wrote a new interest where it said, I'm just one man in a one-man band, but then the actual chorus was still, we're a three-man band. I, I remember. Yeah, they. Well, but the thing is, I really like Andrade. Time and theme. money to do that kind of shit, but I, I like Andrade's theme a lot, though. But they probably should change it. But uh, he asked Charlotte Flair to be his wife, and she said yes. They are engaged. The hot thing for wrestling couples to do these last two months is get engaged. Yep. 
C, C, C. Oh, it is. She's getting ham fisted over Becky again. <laughs> God damn it. <coughs> God damn it. <laughs> that is awful. Also true. <sighs> so, yes. But uh, congratulations to them. And may they have many happy years. Uh, so, this is a. Uh, Part we, we didn't have this written down, but it's part of it anyway. Because I was I had talked earlier about doing like a wrestling themed show on 2K20 until the game turned out to be awful, and then I just never followed through with it because it's so bad. But I guess I can't do it now because 2K20 has a Y2K bug, and no one can play it now. Actually, no, it's already fixed. Yeah. Uh, but still, it's still the but fact it was that that literally, happened. It was literally if you left the main menu, it crashed. Yeah, it was fixed 24 hours later, but yeah, it happened, and it, it, it basically went viral immediately. Because it's just that awful. So, uh, but I did want, the follow-through point was that, was that when I do have either, either I go back to Fire Pro, because I get just tired of dealing with this crap, uh, I do want to do a tournament of... IRL couples for the mixed match stuff, and obviously they will be one of them. So then maybe they'll face Becky and Seth in the first round. <laughs> and we can finally get a... We can see what happens there. It'll be or fun, because... The other recent... Uh, the other recent one was the Daga and Tessa. Yeah? Or we can have them take on Alistair and Zelina, so Andrade and Zelina are not the teams. Because they're an IRL couple too. Here's a the list of them is actually pretty impressive if you actually like really break it down like who's with who. Um, in that same note, BJ Whitmer and Kelly Klein are splitting up. He posted, mm, he, yeah, he posted a public statement. It said he was going to be the only one he was going to make, and uh, just basically said, "I want to get this out here before the dirt sheets say it." But they are splitting up. So, well, damn. There goes her. She's going to AEW. She, she's going through. She's going through a lot of breakups lately. <laughs> One of them Even was her altered brain chemistry has oh made her hate BJ Whitmer. Oh my god! <laughs> let's let's uh, research that, Christopher Nowinski. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so um of course we record this episode on Friday evenings while uh Smackdown is currently happening. There by the time this goes to air, you may have seen David Arquette cuz he's in the building or John Morrison cuz he's also in the building. Although my guess is John Morrison will be a surprise Royal Rumble return. And David Arquette's probably just in the back to say hi to the guys. Uh probably. Then realize that he recognizes nobody because nobody was in that was in ready to rumble or during his short brief time in wcw worked for them anymore maybe he's uh maybe he's there to get schooled in another promo by booker t i think he says hi to booker the one guy (laughs) (laughs) uh they announced that the dusty classic is coming back and we've got our first round matches set in stone we have imperium versus the forgotten sons now, I'm going to assume that's going to be uh, 
Eichner and Bartel against Cutler and Blake. Probably. Those are like the tag teams out of it with Wolf and Jackson Riker doing the ringside deal. Uh, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne are going to team up to take on Webster and Mandrews. So we got some NXT UK flavor in there. The uh, Grizzled Young Vets are in this, taking on Kushida and Question Marks. Yeah, because it's going to be a surprise. Question Mark is is jump ship. Damn right. (laughs) Yeah, he's coming in with with two question marks instead of one. Oh, damn. Damn. The Riddler. And then uh, Gallus will be jobbing out to the Undisputed Era. <laughs> I'm actually surprised they're in it because I thought the uh, the titles were going to be the, the prize at the end of the road, but I guess not. That's what I thought, too. But I have a feeling Undisputed is going to go to the finals and then put the titles on the line, too. That's possible. So. They did that the last time, right? And then the, team, the one team that wasn't champions won, whatever the one... Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think so. Yeah. It was it was they made it a triple threat, right? And then Ministry Dare won anyway. Yeah. So they won a tournament they weren't in, but because they were champions and they made it for the championship, they won the tournament. Yeah. Something along those lines, yeah. Wrestling. Um, <laughs> so of course, WrestleMania thirty six, usually in January, they got a lot of stuff penciled in and we always like to throw those rumors out for you guys. Right now, the only thing that's penciled in is that Ronda might be back. Ronda Rousey. Uh, other than that, we're kind of not looking at much on the agenda. It's uh, one of those weird things where, like, like, we've talked in the past that Roman is rumored to win the Royal Rumble and go on. But that was going to be to face The Fiend. And now there's a possibility that Brian's going to get the title at the, at the Rumble. So, like, there's, there's a lot of uncertainty here. Yep, and there's a lot of frustration being reported in the back. Naturally. Because the last few years, they've had plans in place, and they've had to change, like, half the show. Yeah. In the last uh, few weeks. Because I remember, like, it was, was it 33 or 34? Where they had to scrap more than half the show with, like, three weeks to to go. Yeah, it was one of the recent ones. It was, yeah. like, two or two, maybe three years ago. But you know, script more than half the show with like three weeks notice. But you know what? I like it better this way. I like the fact that there's uncertainty because it seems they pull it off better. Yeah. Plus, I don't like hearing about what's rumored for the WrestleMania main events because that usually spoils the Rumble. So, also, like you know, it's at the end of March or the beginning of April, and it's you know January third, and I don't like knowing. Yeah, I don't. So I'm okay with this. Especially with how they how they do storylines. Because, like, New Japan, it's like, yeah, we know who's going to be in the main event for, like, five months. But yeah. we also don't have, like, you know, three times a week for those five months. Those two people. <laughs> we know what you're getting yet. on night one, but you don't know what you're getting on night two yet. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Which we're going to talk about in just a moment here. Um, before we do, though... There are some New Japan TV issues going on, aren't there? Oh, okay. So I'm not sure if we even brought this up last week. I don't think we did. So let's talk about no, last it last week was the Fabes. So no, uh, we did not. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. That's right. So yeah, there's been a lot of drama going on between uh, New Japan and Axis TV. 
Because as anybody who knows, Access TV has been airing the Americanized New Japan shows. Generally a match here or there from shows up to two years ago. Right, but they've been trying to get more recent. So they've actually been, you know, they've actually been working into this year's stuff already. So what has happened is New Japan is under contract with Axis until 2021. Uh, last week, Axis told New Japan that they will not be airing any of their product in 2020 at all. Why, you might ask? Well, Axis is owned by Impact's parent company, Anthem. <laughs> and, Anthem and Anthem said, we will not air your product unless you partner with Impact. Mm. And New Japan management went, you remember what you did to the best wrestler in the world? <laughs> yeah, we'll pass. Yep. So they officially have no TV contract for 2020 with their with their newly soon to be fully open American New Japan product. They they Who still have even watched that show. I watched it for a month and then I, I got sick of watching ma- matches from three years before. I agree, and I I did the same thing. Um. The funny thing is, is they still have their, uh, New Japan still has their partnership at Ring of Honor, although the newest rumors are, is that Ring of Honor is probably going to fold and sell their library to WWE. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's sort of been something we've been expecting for a while. Oh yeah, and there's another funny rumor with Ring of Honor. Apparently Marty Skrull might be signing a new contract with them. Why? I don't know. But if that's the case, that might be how WWE manages to steal Marty Skrull. Well, that sucks for NWA. <laughs> he literally yeah, just know. showed up. I, I don't know what's going to become of that, but I've I've read it on like six articles over the last two days that he might be signing up to a five-year deal at Ring of Honor. So for you new listeners on Podbean, not only do I want to say welcome, the... Uh, the meow you just heard in the background is one of my cats. That is Lily. Lily has made many appearances on this podcast and will probably make many more. I try very hard to have a silent environment for when I do this show, but I cannot help the cat. You're kind of in the living room <laughs> with your situation right now. Yes. So, uh, Lily says hi. Shit happens in the living room. Lily's a Bray Wyatt fan. Yeah. Nice. I, I've actually seen her watching Bray Wyatt stuff. She's a big fan of Demon Finn Balor because she sees the uh, the tassels on him oh, and uh, oh, the Frankie Boingies. the tassels and all the movement. Actually, my other cat Perry has actually tried to attack the tassels through the television. <laughs> so Perry's a bigger fan than in that respect. But you're probably not going to hear Perry as often on this podcast because he's not as vocal as this one. When he wants attention, he acts out for it. This one just screams. Mm. I say you're saying the woman just screams, do you? Uh, as a matter of fact, that is sort of accurate. So, well, but yeah, so that's your TV drama. Indeed, and that is definitely drama. 
I know anyone sees it. I mean, you might as well. I mean, we just we just finally made the plunge, thanks to our lovely patrons that we are now have New Japan World for the three of us. Yes, we do. So thank you guys. And it's just it's just a better way to watch the product. Yeah, the only thing I will say is that their their interface sucks. Oh, and, and also it's in Japanese, <laughs> so you gotta like. You got to use your your Chrome auto translator. translate and hope a translate isn't total totally fucked. <laughs> oh, you can you can change the Japanese thing. Then trying to watch retro shows, they're they're by match, not by show. <laughs> you can't just click a thing and watch the whole show for three four hours. You got to go match by match. Yeah, it's really weird because I have it on both my PC and on my on my Amazon Cube. On my PC, it's a little easier to get around. the The app that they have for the Cube is just god awful. I had so, it on my Fire TV, but it's kind of it froze a few times. I'm probably still going to watch on my PC. Yeah, that's where I watch all mine usually. But just in case, I always have it out in the living room. Well, I got the app for my phone, but I, I have to link it up with Chromecast anyway, so. I might as well just watch it on Chromecast. The only reason I would be watching it on my phone is if I'm watching it in bed in silence, and even then I will probably end up falling asleep, and that's not how I want to enjoy my New Japan. I want to be yeah. able I want to be able to pay attention to my New Japan. And I've been a network subscriber for well over a year now. There you go. So, y'all, let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom 14, a two-night event, which it won't be long before WrestleMania is doing this. I mean, it should be doing it already, really. Yeah. So, Instead uh, of being nine hours long, just give me two four-hour shows, please. I would prefer that, yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, you will get to hear our official review of this if you subscribe for five bucks for the month. This and so much more. I still want to do that Starcade eighty three review, and maybe we'll make that the next one. We're gonna. I mean, we're gonna have something every week, right? It may not always be a show review, and there's not a pay per view every week. Yeah, it may not always be a show review, but we will absolutely have a topic to discuss, like a big well, I mean, topic. I mean, yeah, to that, discuss. that would be the three of us would have to always be committing to watching a retro show. Correct. And maybe that's, that's not always feasible. Not, not a thing for every week. But we can. Well, we're certainly going to try to get ret- a lot of retro stuff on there. And like I said, we might just maybe one week we'll be like, "Hey, let's talk about. Uh, our, let's all make a top ten list of our all time favorite wrestlers and just have a discussion." You know, we did that a few years ago. We did when uh, when Pat McDermott was still part of the show, and. Uh, and I still remember who Dan's favorite wrestler is. I was actually surprised by that. You didn't know I was a D. Wayne guy? I, I actually didn't know. the. You know why? Because in all the times we had talked, you had never, like, mentioned him in a way that made me think, like, that was your favorite Because usually guy. we talk about matches, and I was never, like, he's a fine wrestler, but he was never a... Oh, don't lie. star. We know Dan's favorite wrestler is Lance Archer. Yeah. Yeah. For him, he's the most improved. So (laughs) I guess he's moving up. I guess so. (laughs) So what's going on at this uh, dark match? This is the Stardom special match. So uh, starting at 2 a.m. tonight, (laughs) 
As in, in or just tomorrow. Under five hours. Well, yeah, te- yeah, technically tomorrow. Technically tomorrow. Uh, we got a special Stardom exhibition match to start the show because remember, late last year, Stardom was bought out by the company that also owns New Japan. So, I we're gonna start getting some crossover, maybe, or or a showcase match like this. And we got uh, Arisa Hoshiki, Hoshikai, and Mayu Iwatani, who people would recognize because she's been Women of Honor champion a couple times, I think. Yes, she has. Last year. And uh, Gulia, I think. It's probably, it's Japanese. Gulia, I think it is. Gulia. Gulia. And then Hanakamura, who I don't think I've seen before, but I've definitely heard of as being a top Joshi star. She's, um, oh. uh, what's her name? Uh, Kyoko Kimura's daughter. Yeah, that's uh, she was another famous wrestler. So too. I know two two of the be- two of the best women's wrestlers in Japan are in this opening tag match. Uh, Gulia Glia because she's got the uh, the guile gimmick going on, which is why she's doing she? that. Yeah, yeah she's goes uh, with her. <laughs> she's uh, she's English born Italian Japanese, so she's got a lot going on Damn. there. Jesus. Yeah, but she's um, uh, she was in uh, International Ribbon, was her so big thing. Gilea, she, probably. Then, yeah, right? with Tequila Saya, she was tag champ there, and she was um, she debuted only uh, two, yeah, a little over two years ago, October twenty ninth, twenty seventeen, was her official debut. She looks like she's got a good gimmick. And you know who trained her? Mio Shirai. <laughs> Not to be confused with uh, her sister, her sister Io, Io, Io Shirai, but yes, uh, <laughs> but the other Shirai is the one that uh, that trained her. So she expects some good stuff there. Now, of course, we have an eight-man tag team match. It's going to be on that dare pre-show. Are we getting the battle royal? Nope. Oh, I didn't do it last year either. Yeah, I was like the Battle Royal. I was surprised when I looked at the card on Nights 1 and Night 2 and was like, oh, no Battle Royal at all. No, yeah, no New Japan Rumble. Uh, yeah. I like it because they would dust out, they get all the old guys out. and they Well, they're, they're doing that in a different way this year. I, I wanted to see Cheeseburger. Oh, Liger, big, big Liger stuff, yeah. I guess I'm the only one who's not a Cheeseburger fan. I just think he's hilarious. I love the gimmick. It's okay to come in twice a year and have a spot and then... That's exactly I, it. I, I, I just love him name, for his... I, I love him for the fact that he's willing to go out and take a beating. Dude, that's a VIP show right there. We'll come up with a list of worst gimmick names. <laughs> I already know what my top two are, and I'm not going to spoil it. a horrible gimmick name, but he has an awesome basic story of why that's his gimmick name. Yes. So, the team of Great Bashil, which is uh, Hanma and Makabe. The team in with some New Japan Young Lions. Yep. Yoda Suji Yep. And they're taking on Toa Hinare, Alex, is that Coughlin? Coughlin. Those are the LA guys. Yeah, Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks. So it'll be a good showcase to see them. And then you have a tag match between Tenkozi versus Nagata and Manubu Nakanishi. That would be the the Segi gun, the the Segi gun, or whatever blue blue army, blue army, yeah, uh, blue justice, right? Well, yeah, he's blue justice, but they're like the blue, blue army, justice oh, okay, yes. Segi gun. 
Sigigun. The red S E I G I, I think. Yeah. The Red Ribbon Army. Basically. <laughs> so, how are we going to kick off night one on the official New Japan card with none other than the last, first of last two matches for Jushin Thunder Liger? He will be competing in an eight man tag team match, and he's teaming up. Listen to these names he's teaming up with here Tatsumi Fujinami. The Great Sasuke and Tiger Mask with El Samurai in his corner. How friggin' crazy is that? And that's just one team. Yep. The other team is uh, Naoki Sano, who I'm not that familiar with, but I have heard the name. Shinjiro Otani, who I'm very familiar with. He's actually the, uh, the Zero One chan- uh, president, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's Zero One now. He did a. Uh, that's who uh, Jericho worked for Yep. back in the day. Uh, Tatsuhito Tak... Uh, God, oh, my God. I think Je- it's Takaiwa. Takaiwa, yeah. Japanese names are tough. This is actually a Korean name, but they're very tough here. And then uh, Risuke Taguchi with Kobayashi at ringside. Uh, Kuniaki Kobayashi. So, so this is like a, a who's who of the people he's faced over the years. And yeah. the referee, they're bringing in uh, Hanaga, who's actually retired. Oh, nice. Norio Hanaga Norio is going to be the guest, the guest referee. So it's going to be... Uh, the... This is going to be a nice night one send-off. It's going to be a lot of old guys doing stuff to each other. Yeah. I get their spots in. Everyone's going to... Mark They're out. all going to do a spot. They're all going to mark out. It's not going to be a good match. It's going to be a... It's not going to be a good match. It's going to be a uh, an exciting match. And Liger gets to win. Obviously. I don't think he's losing either of these. Uh-oh. <clears throat> uh, and then he'll get his send-off and everybody will love him. Exactly. And there's going to be a uh, changeover there, which we'll talk about. Uh, L.I.J. This is the full L.I.J. Because this is an eight-man tag. Nope, this is one member off. Two. Two members, two Two. members. Oh, that's right, right. there's six of them. There's six now. It's everybody that's not booked in a title title match. match. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Evil, Sonata, Takagi, and Bushi. And they're taking on the Suzuki Goon. We're we're kicking things off with three eight-man tag matches. Right off the gate, right out the gate. Suki yep. Taichi, Saber, and Del Desperado. That'll be awesome. And, That'll uh, be your standard LIJ Suzuki Goon match. New Japan, by the way, will have its individual match of the year candidate for next year. So we want to hear what the standout matches are. And again, the requirement to be match of the year is if you can quantify the show, n- then no, not everything is match of the year candidate worthy. And uh, I, 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 it, it always bothered me when people would do that. And there was, uh, I w- I'm not going to say the name, but there was a group member who was very infamous for that, where it was just like, every match was match of the year worthy. And I said, okay, what was easily the best match of the night? Oh, it was this one. So how are the other four match of the year candidate worthy if that one was a standout? Does that not, I, I feel like that it 
bugs me that that doesn't make sense to people. This will probably be a very exciting match. Oh, and by the way, the brutal match of the year candidacy. So if the match was good because it was hardcore, hard-hitting, and a bloodbath, make sure you nominate that stuff too. Not that the eight-man tags will be, but something's coming up that probably will be. Uh, So let's talk about this one. Chaos and Bullet Club. More eight-man action. Chaos has Goto, Ishii, Yano, and Yoshihashi, a.k.a. You're Dead. (laughs) <laughs> a, a, team murder club <laughs> and uh you have takahashi kenta why is kenta's name lowercase that's bugging me because uppercase where i'm looking because i'm on the new japan yeah bad luck fale and uh chase owens who's probably getting murdered <laughs> well the murder is either going to be chase owens or yoshihashi and that's what they're there for I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if Chase Owens is the one who pins Yoshihashi with after the after the pile driver. Well, they have a um, never open title match on night two. Dude, open up all their pages and then look at them next to each other. Goto Ishii and Yano, and then look at Yoshihashi and be like, which one of these guys doesn't fit in? Yeah, not that Yoshihashi isn't good. I'm not saying that, but he doesn't have the same look as these guys. He's got the because he's got, like, the, the rocker look, where these guys look like... Well, he's got the pretty boy look, whereas the, you know, whereas Goto and Ishii look like they're ready to kill somebody, and Yano just looks like he wants to have fun. If Ishii was covered in tattoos, I would definitely say he's a Yakuza member, because he looks like one. <laughs> yes. I know he's not, because that's a Yakuza thing, is the tattoos, but he absolutely looks like he belongs in the Japanese Mafia. Yeah, the, I, the dude with no neck. <laughs> he does not have a neck. He lacks a neck. There is no <laughs> neck on this man. It goes from chest to chin. There is no <laughs> neck on Tomohiro Ishii. I agree. <laughs> the dude's a barrel. <laughs> He's a fucking barrel. And uh, Goto, I would not fuck with Goto either because he is... Uh, no. Since he got freaking ripped before G1, dude. Goto <laughs> is a bad motherfucker. <laughs> Touch your mouth. <laughs> All right. I'm talking about Goto. There you go. All right. So now let's let's take uh, four men out and actually go to a regular tag team match because this one's for a this title. one's for the heavyweight tag team championship. First, first title match of the night. Yes. Uh, Tonga Loa and Tamatanga. Good old Gorillas of Destiny. They've got the belts. They're defending against the team of Finjuice, which I love that. That's actually. The thing on the Wikipedia page that makes me happy. Although if you click on it, you go to Taguchi Japan's official page. Yeah, they're part of their Taguchi Japan guys. But Juice and David Finley are their own thing right now, and uh, that is uh, awesome. By the way, David Finley is fourth generation, which is friggin' cool as hell. Yeah. And how. I know people liked Juice Robinson when he was in NXT, but how awesome has he actually gotten since then? Oh, he's been fantastic. Remember that like first Wrestle Kingdom we watched when he was the young boy in the tracksuit at ringside, and then the next year he was on the card, and now he's getting friggin' title shots? Like, this is so cool. He's got... That was one of the best moves he ever made was going to New Japan. Sure. And Juice is one of the people that can walk out with two titles this week after the weekend. He absolutely can. I don't think he will, but he can. So, uh, here's what I think is going to be a contender for Brutal Match of the Year. 
because it's a Texas death match and it's Lance Archer and John Moxley. And anybody who's followed Moxley's career and seen him in CCW knows that he is no stranger to death. True. To barbed wire, just, baseball I'm bats, light like, tubes. What they're going to let, what New Japan and the Tokyo Dome will let them get away with. Well, we're going to find out. I mean, it's a. It, it's it's a uh, it's basically a modified last man standing match because you can do the ten count, or you can do a, a KO or a submission even. And I have a feeling that Lance Archer probably can hold his own in a death match. I don't doubt that. Even though he's got a tramp stamp. Yeah, dude, I don't care how much he's improved. I will never get over his tramp stamp. There's a lot of there's a lot of big guys with tramp stamps. Just saying. I know. That doesn't mean I have to like them. No. But the uh, the Fabe winner for most improved. Lance. Facing Archer. the Fabe winner for, for debut of the year. Yes. And uh, this is, I, I never thought I was going to say that. I'm looking forward to a Lance Archer match, but goddamn, am I looking forward to a Lance Archer match? Uh, I don't know if Moxley's going to win this, though, because of his AEW commitments. So... That's, that's, that's like one thing to take outside bookings on the weekends and stuff. It's another to go to Japan for a month. I would guess, honestly, if Moxley wins the title, he loses it the next night. That's, that wouldn't that wouldn't be off the off the uh, possibilities. No, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my that would be my prediction there. If if he wins, he's losing it the next night. I don't think he's walking out of both nights with that championship. But again, we're gonna see. This is a definitely gonna be an, a, definitely gonna be one to watch. Now we have the junior heavyweight championship on the line. Will Osprey is defending against yes, Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah, Takahashi Hiromu. And uh, hell's yeah, totally looking forward to that. We're gonna see how balls to wall he goes right away. Uh, I kind of hope he doesn't. <laughs> I kind of hope he uh, does not kill himself. But uh, I hope uh, if uh, Osprey hurts Daryl or Carol, then he's on my shit list. I agree, but I don't think Osprey will do that. No, he's not a bad luck Fale. No, Fale would murder the cats. Chaos or tweeners? At, he, at most. he already did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, chaos are tweeners because you, you you want to cheer them when they destroy bad guys, but they also are bad guys. Because <laughs> look at them. Pretty much any like group group that isn't main roster or technically heels, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Jay White Thu is going to defend the icy championship against Glenn's boy. <clears throat> Lose the title. Yeah, you're not you're not a Jay White guy. And uh, but you are. I like him, but I fully believe this is going to be a Naito weekend. All right. Yeah. So I would like to let all of our brand new listeners on Podbean know that Glenn is in love with Tetsuya Naito. That's his boy That's in my New boy. Japan. There's nothing wrong with that. He's awesome. There's 100% nothing wrong with that. But that is. Believe it, his de- is his destino. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, if anybody out there are Naito fans, Glenn's got your back 100%. Absolutely. And, uh, for... and I actually met a couple this past weekend. 
when it is Glenn's turn to give out points and points or consequences and you would like to pander to him, <laughs> Naito might be the way to go there, guys. So, just saying. I don't... It's not... It, I don't think it's like... Uh, it's not a love like, like Dan has for Asuka or I have for Sasha. It's not like that, so don't go making them jokes. Nope. He's just... By far, right now, my favorite wrestler on the planet. You know what? That actually brings up an interesting question. Not to get too off topic here, but Glenn, who is your number one female? I'm not sure if we've ever had that discussion. <sighs> well? You all know I'm a Sasha fan, and we all know that Dan likes the Asian QTs. Yeah. But I don't think we've uh, ever really discussed yours. Uh, well, for the longest time, it was actually Becky. And that's a great choice, because Becky's high on both of our lists, right, Dan? Mm-hmm. But if I'm being honest, currently it's EO. Okay. Also a good choice. Hey, Dan, probably likes her, too. <laughs> Heel EO Shirai is incredible. Oh, yes. She is friggin' incredible heel to watch. She is, uh, I still think she did a better heel turn than Dakota Kai, although I, I must say Dakota Kai is doing a good job as a heel. Uh, better than I expected. It won the award for Future Star or whatever the, they call it. Yeah, because she she couldn't smile for it, so she's like super, super serial in it. Yep. But that's uh, that's some cool stuff right there, y'all. All right, so now we know. Good. Last, but certainly not least, Kota Ibushi gets his shot. This will probably be the match of the night. I have no doubt about that. Zuchiko Okada is going to defend the heavyweight championship against Kota Ibushi. Don't die tonight. You got to wrestle tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, all four of these guys have to wrestle tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah, the losers are facing and the winners are facing. Yep. So this will definitely be an interesting uh, scenario to see how night two is going to go. I don't necessarily think that uh, Kota is going to win and then immediately lose. But again, that's not off the table either. Nope. Because there's, my, there's my pick is two new champions on this night. It will be very interesting to see how this goes. So let's see who's got to pull double duty. Night two, we're going to have the Never Open Weight six-man tag in a gauntlet. Which is <laughs> looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. This, this should be last great. year. Oh, my goodness. So the, uh, the champs right now are Taguchi and the Most Violent Players. Those are your champs. Sure, Yano and Makabe. Okay, so you know. have uh, uh, the Chaos trio of Ishii, Yoshihashi, and Robbie Eagles. Uh, representing Bullet Club, you'll have Fale, Owens, and Yujiro Takahashi. The other Takahashi. Repping LIJ will be Evil, Takagi, and Bushi. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> and repping Suzuki. not as busy later this night. Yeah. Yep. And repping Suzuki Goon will be Taichi, Desperado, and Kanemaru. Oh, so every team has at least one junior on it. Speaking of like. Sonata, there's a there's a little 
running rumor out there that he might not re-sign with New Japan because he's feeling like he's five or six places down from the top. He might actually be looking for a America jump. Well, isn't that interesting? That went and, so well last time. And from what it sounds like, WWE is very interested. Well, more specifically, NXT is very interested. Well, he's only really got two viable American options for big exposure, and it's going to be whoever makes him the better deal. I don't know if he would translate that well to AEW, because he only has a a handful of guys there to really work with. But, uh... Okay, so what would you do... I don't know when the Dusty Classic is starting, but what would you do if Sonata was was uh, the surprise partner? Oh, God. I think I'd shit myself. I would literally be off the couch. Sure, they probably already filmed. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they. Player. I'm sure they did, but still, like that's that's. I could just imagine that'd be cool. Well, I don't know that they're filming those ahead of time. I think they're doing oh, yeah. them all live on the on the show. Well, we're gonna see. We're gonna see. That would be cool. I'd be okay. I, that that <laughs> was me forgetting that NXT was live because the last couple of weeks were taped because it was Christmas time. But it's totally, it would have been on Christmas. <laughs> that's totally not going to happen. But if it did, I'd be yeah, I'd be off the couch. I'd be like, holy crap! Ah, uh, here we go. We got to talk about this now, guys. Jushin Liger's retirement match. I'm We're looking forward to this. Finally here. So he's going to team up with Sano this time. Sano was on the uh, the opposite team for night one. Now he's going to be Liger's partner. With uh, Yoshiaki Fujiwara in his corner this time. Yeah. The old uh, New Japan Zero One. Uh, he was... Oh my god. Oh, the arm bar? Of... Yeah, that guy. He yeah. Part of UWF. Fujiwara Armbar. And Dragon Lee, also known as Ryu Lee. It's not Ryu Lee. Yep. And Hiromu Takahashi get the honor of being on the other side. Because I think Liger specifically picked them. That's going to be... I don't even know how I would react if a legend like Liger was like, I want you guys to be my last opponents. Like, I would would cry. And And there will be... Probably will. There will definitely be tears getting shed and... I'm assuming New Year's Dash is going to have his official send-off. Oh, that's it's listed yeah. on, the, on New Japan as the final farewell. Ah, okay. So I am uh, 100. Yeah, so Wrestle Kingdom, sponsored by Kleenex. <laughs> Fact. Because you're both crying and jerking off. <laughs> sponsored by <laughs> Jurgens. Jurgens. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, anyway, <laughs> the junior heavyweight tag team championship is on the line. Ishimori and Phantasmo, representing the Bullet Club, are your champs. They're taking on Rapungi 3K's Shaw and Yo. And new champions. I don't doubt Yo. it. Yo, and Rock K. Because why not give Rapungi 3K the title yet again? How and old? One or zero successful defenses. Exactly. We're dropping him again. I'm sorry. Yo is 31. And they've had one. Yo is not 31. He is so yeah. lying. Yeah, he is. He's like 19. 
Dude, all those Japanese guys look like they're in the I know, it's years. ridiculous. Japanese, uh, Japanese wrestlers are either all 10 years younger or 10 years older than you think they are. Yes, exactly. That's so true. Because I said the same thing when I looked at Ishii. I was like, there's no fucking way he's, was he, like 47? Ishii? Yeah, he's up there. 44. 44. So yeah. I was like, there's no way he's 44. Like, he, <laughs> he sure he's is. Literally, he's literally, you know, four and a half years older than me. No, they say black don't crack. Well, yellow don't mellow. <laughs> I'm sorry, Yoshi, Yoshihashi is older than me. He's 37. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So he's the same age as me, then. It's pretty funny, actually. Uh, two guys that are decisively not the same age as me will compete for the British Heavyweight Championship. Zack Sabre Jr. has to defend that title against Sonata. And if Sonata really is looking to get out, he ain't going over. Well, I don't know when his contract is officially up. I wouldn't A lot of people surprised. are up right after Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. That's usually one of, the, one of their big ones. If they did it to kind of placate him. But I don't, I don't think Zack Sabre Jr. is going to lose the title. No. He he is you know he is the, British wrestling. He is British wrestling. That's he's exactly there. It. He's literally their catch guy. Yeah, I mean they have other British people, but he's there. He's their yeah, top well, British star. Half of them went to WWE. So are are him and Osprey the top uh, guy jeans now? Gay jeans. They have um, to be right. Yeah, and Jay White. Yeah, because Jericho and Moxley aren't really full-time New Japan. So, yeah, it has to be them. Yeah, them and Juice are probably And Juice, yeah. And and Osprey now lives in Japan, whereas Zack Sabre Jr., I believe, still resides in in the UK. Dude, UK and Japan are not exactly close to each other. That's got to be a hell of a flight. Well, I mean, he's he's always working. He's probably he's probably so used to it by now that he can just pass out the second he sits down on the plane. Probably. He probably conditioned himself to just sleep on flights. I mean, I would absolutely work on that. I wish I was that lucky. <laughs> I cannot sleep on planes. Nope. I, 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 oh my god, I try so hard. So do I. I just can't. I, I fight. Oh, well, fight. you try harder if you're on it for 20 hours. I fight and fight and fail. <laughs> a feeling if I'm on a 20-hour flight, it's going to eventually happen. And you know what else is going to happen if you're on a plane for 20 hours? Blood clots. Going to have to shit in the bathroom. Going to have to take a shit. Unless you take a lot of Imodium. <laughs> oh, God, the pain. I know. That would, uh, yeah, I'd probably be dead. I don't think I would survive that. But you don't even eat the day before. <laughs> if you go and you're the first person on it, like you're the first person to use the bathroom, it's fine. But if you're not the first person, forget it. I'm like, nope, I'll just hold it and, su- and suffer. I'll just die, I guess. <laughs> Where, that, where's that meme with that old guy? Guess I'll die. <laughs> Whatever, guess I'll die. So yes, uh, coming up next is our first match of unknown origins. We know that Juice Robinson's got the title shot for the U.S. title, but we don't know who the champ is going to be. 
But I think whether it's Archer or Moxley, Juice is walking out as champ because they're going to be too dead from the death match. Uh, or at least more than likely. intelligent ring psychology would tell you that they're losing night two. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Kenta is your never open weight champ, and he's going to be taking on Haruki Goto in a match that Kenta might die in. <laughs> but uh, I think this one will be pretty good. Pretty damn good. Should be. Uh, now we have the losers match. <laughs> so you're either getting Okada or Ibushi, depending on who loses, taking on White or Naito, depending on who loses. So the good news is, if you don't succeed in your title match, you at least get to take on somebody else who also didn't succeed. So who's going to be the two-time loser is the question. Mm, two-time loser, his name is, is Jason White. Is Jason White? <laughs> <laughs> you know the sad thing is I agree with that statement that's how I would do it I think it's Okada's gonna beat Jay White in this match yeah so that's Bushi will take good. on uh, yeah Bushi yep. Bushi will take that's, on Naito that's kind of what I think is gonna happen too that's what I that's what I called last week the that's double, what I've been calling all along but the double gold dash the dual champs Glenn has literally been calling this since June, so we're going to finally find out if he's right. <laughs> I, I, I've been saying it all. Naito is going to have both belts. And I think it's time. I think this is his night. This is his year. I just wonder what's going to happen when he has both belts. Do they make him give one up? Does he have to defend them independently? I think he keeps the heavyweight title for a while, but loses the IC title relatively quickly. I wouldn't be. I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't doubt that he loses the intercontinental title to the winner of the loser match. Yeah. Again, that's my. Uh, that's my guess. If I had to take a guess, that would be my guess. Yep. And we do get one more match on this card, and it's got AEW implications, which is actually pretty yep. cool. So uh, Chris Jericho going up against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And if Tanahashi is successful in this match, he gets a shot at Chris Jericho's AEW World Heavyweight Championship. And I'm kind of torn on this one. I want to see, uh, I want to see Tanahashi win this because I want to see him get a title shot. But right now, the, you know, they, they said that there, there might be a working relationship, but there's still a lot of frost that needs to get through, so I don't even know that that's even going to happen. I mean, is he still is he still doing TNA or like do we is he is he going to be going is he going to be doing stuff there? Is he going to be uh, is he going to still be doing stuff around the world? Like I don't we, I don't think anybody really knows what his plans are. Do you? Because <laughs> I think the only person who knows is him. Yeah. So I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. I mean. They were saying that if there was going to be a working relationship between New Japan and AEW, that it would it could be announced as early as next week. I think that would be very smart on AEW's part to have a working what, relationship next with New week? Japan. That's night two. <laughs> is next week. Yeah. 
Or this could just be a pay-per-view. It's Tanahashi versus Jericho for the title. Or it could just be a one-time thing. Who the hell knows? Well, we're going to find out. Wrestle Kingdom 14 takes place night one, January 4th. Night two, January 5th. Oh, this one's earlier, so this one's at midnight Eastern. Yep. Night two. So let's, uh, I hope you guys, if you, uh, are already listening to the show, I hope you have already seen it, loved it, and if you haven't, uh... And then find... Dash, Dash is what, Monday at 4 a.m.? Uh, so, sit, yeah, 4. Because it's at 1700 Tokyo time. Tokyo time. Tokyo time. Tokyo time. Yeah, let's uh let's let's uh if you if you get a chance, guys, make sure you watch Wrestle Kingdom in some capacity because I guarantee you it's gonna be one of the best wrestling shows you're gonna see out of the entire year. And it's right here at the beginning. Which is another one of my favorite things about Wrestle Kingdom. They they set the standard very high. Yeah. If I ever had a promotion like that, I would do my blow off show in December. Like they used to do at Starcade, and then I would have like a, uh, I would um, I, I would do like nothing in January, and then have the big comeback in February. So everybody gets time off. So I actually do have an off season. It'd be two. It'd only be two months because we'll come back mid February. But that's what I would do. But then you got to wrestle for ten months, and you're gonna, I'm gonna make you do the wrestlings. So yes, enjoy Wrestle Kingdom 14, everybody. And uh, a patron shout-outs to Glenn Kukan, Randy Moyer, Jeff Trelowitz, Jay Winger, and Adrian Cotton, who are in the shout-out tier. So if you do subscribe, you, you're not going to get the uh, the shout-out, but if you do want to hear your name on this and our other shows, please, by all means, subscribe. Patron.com slash Club Kayfabe. Sign up today. Five bucks a month gets you everything. That's all you have to do is the five bucks a month. Oh, breaking news. Yes. Morrison Morrison was in the Mrs. Locker room. Oh, that's cool. I will have to watch that. But at this time, I'm feeling an itch to give out some points or dish out some consequences. Alrighty. Yes, the best. Uh, so this year's game, like every other year, begins with take a movie from twenty nineteen. And wrestlefy it. Wrestlefy it. I like that. Good wrestlefy. <laughs> wrestlefy it. Yes. So yeah, I was having a bad day, so he posted it. Wrestlefacate. Wrestlefacate. Wrestlefacate it. That's awesome. I like that. We're gonna definitely keep that going. Like, uh, it, it's it's an easy game because all you have to do is do a wrestling pun based on a movie title. That came out in 2019. That's the only thing. And I remember Glenn even asked me, he said, does it have to be a theatrical release? No, it just has to be motion picture. It can be the Netflix release. Um, it can be I straight to... theatrical, but whatever. You know what? You can even do uh, You can even do those friggin' uh, Hallmark Christmas movies if it's new for 2019. I really don't care, as long as it's a movie. And if you don't know the difference between a movie and a TV show, I don't know how to help you. I don't even know how you how you had the brain capacity to play this podcast, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> All right. So ready for movie number one? I 
am not. I actually have to pull up my document because I have to track everything this year. Because I got to oh, know I who can, played. I, I, I was saying I can always send it to you. No, it's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do the thing. I'm ready. I'm ready. Do it. Do it. All right, so before we do this, are we doing like what we talked about last year and I'm not going to tell you who submitted it? Oh, that's right. That's a thing. Well, then I can't keep track of anything, can I? You are going to have to do it. Yeah. Sorry. Don't delete anybody that gets zero points because we need No, obviously. Nope. Obviously, I, yeah. I, I won't delete it. I'll just keep the document exactly as it is, just with the point totals next oh, this, to it. This will actually be pretty interesting. I forgot we wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me who it is until I assign who the winner is. This way we can't. We, we can try the non-nepotism. Not that I ever think any of us did that, but no. like, but like, it's one of those things where like, if Ellis is in the lead and he pisses me off that week and I want to fuck him, I have the option to do so. And... Exactly. <laughs> okay. So movie number one, Captain Marvlu Albano. <laughs> Captain Marvlu Albano. I'd watch that, by the way. <laughs> so would I. I actually liked Captain Marvel, not like, I wouldn't put it in the top tier of MCU movies, but... I think it's definitely mid-tier. It's mid-tier, yeah. but it was, uh, I, I love the cat. I will say this, I watched this just not too long ago. There were two things I took out of this movie. One, I love the cat, and two, this movie would have sucked without Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Uh, my big take from Captain Marvel was that, hey, did you know this movie takes place in the 90s? <laughs> they went a little overboard with the 90s references. Um, I I do like that it was sort of like a superhero Star Wars crossover at times. But, uh, but I'm not the biggest fan of Brie Larson's acting abilities. She doesn't seem to have a lot of range. Uh, it works. She she worked for this role. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think her range is that great. And I know she's like the new hot actress and everything, but I'm not. I'm not really feeling it. Like she's not like Kristen Stewart, but <laughs> nobody's that bad. Nobody's that bad. Uh, but I do like. <laughs> I think this would be much more interesting with Lou Albano in the role. <laughs> Especially when he's shooting rubber bands. Oh, God. Plasma superpower. Plasma-powered rubber bands. Damn right. Uh, I like this, and I will give this points. That is points. All right. Movie number two. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Hogan. Oh, my God. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Yep. Well, let me tell you something, brothers. Once upon a time in Hollywood, really Hogan. Full. Oh man, I'm so full. <laughs> Once upon a time, <laughs> Brutus Beefcake was in Hollywood, Hogan, dude. Oh, God. oh no, that definitely went the other way. <laughs> if, any, if anything, Hogan was in Beefcake. Beefcake was the peg E, not the pegger. <laughs> this is funny and it's clever with the uh, the title, so this is getting points. Alright. Next one we have The Last Shelton Benjamin in San Francisco. Okay. 
which comes from The Last Black Man in San Francisco. I've never even heard of this movie. Okay. Can't say that I have either, but I think I did see it on the release list. I don't know if I want to... I'm torn. I don't want to award a Shelton Benjamin joke like this. Because it really wasn't that good. But I don't know if I necessarily want to bury the entry to no points. Uh, no, you know what? No, I, I, I will not be giving this one points. First of all, the the problem here is that the Shelton Benjamin... Okay, if you're a new... It, was this person a new listener in any capacity? Negative. Okay, so I don't feel bad about this. But uh, if you're a new listener, guys, and you do come up with a joke I've heard before, I don't hold that against you. But if you've been around for a while, you probably know that the, uh, the Shelton joke has been popular. Uh, for new listeners, it stems from the, uh, the infamous Kurt Hawkins shoot interview where he tells the, the Vince McMahon PG story. And Michael Tarver, the Nexus, asks him a question. And Vince says, excellent question, Shelton. That's the story there. You can look up the clip on YouTube. It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> I mean, that is one of the funniest stories I ever heard. The problem is that we all thought the joke was too funny, and everybody started using it as a thing. And this one is just not that clever to me. Like, it really isn't. So I can't award it points. I just can't. Because if I do, then the jokes keep coming. So I want, I want to make sure people understand why that's clear. Yep, yep. All right, next one up. The Lion King Corbin. Oh, my God. Or maybe it should be The Lion King Corbin. <laughs> lion as in he's lying because he lies about a lot of shit, <laughs> like about being good. Oh, my God. That's That definitely fits the criteria, and that is points. However, I would not go see this movie. <laughs> All right. This one you might see. Becky and the Tramp. Becky and the Tramp. So wait, right. who's the Tramp? Seth? Probably. <laughs> oh, Seth. I kind of feel bad for him, actually. <laughs> so uh, is Becky Lynch well, I from... Mean, I mean, she is the man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Although she's replacing Lady in here, so... This would actually be better if it was Lacey Evans. Mm. That would actually uh, have been more clever. If it was Lacey Evans and the... Who would be a tramp? Who looks like a fuck... Who looks like a hobo? Elias! Oh, God. Oh, my God. If it was Lacey and Elias instead of Lady and the Tramp, that might actually earn you an earmark. (laughs) Cause that, well, well, who else would fit the tramp criteria? Like, who looks like a freaking hobo? Elias literally looks like a hobo, right? I mean, yeah. He's a drifter. That's what drifters are. They're hobos. Yeah. It's literally his gimmick. I mean, Joey Janela looks hobo, like a hobo, but that's just because he looks like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to give this points, but I, I can't earmark it because it didn't, uh, I, I, I don't think Becky replacing Lady would have been the way I would have gone with that, personally, but. That's fine. Alright, our next one, the Nightmare Family, replacing the Adams Family. So who would be the Nightmare, then? Like, 
Jonathan Rhodes family? I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. That would be my guess. That's probably the answer, yeah. The night- well, Brandy's promos have been nightmares, so <laughs> I'll say that. All right, Dan, you're the big AEW defender. Can you defend anything Brandy's doing right now? Other than that, she's hot. I haven't watched in three weeks. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> no, I, I think Brandy is a good promo. Whether or not what she has to say is it means anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it hurt things to come off to me like a vanity project. Like, hey, I can give myself TV time, so I'm gonna kind of deal. Because they don't feel like they're going anywhere. But uh, I like this, and Cody's family definitely gets points. All right. Our next one, how to train your Luchasaurus, the hidden jungle. Oh my god. Well, you found your first year, Mark. I'll tell you that right now. Right. Oh my god, that's freaking awesome. How to train your Luchasaurus. 10 out of 10, would see. <laughs> it's until Marco Stunt shows up. Oh, does Marco Stunt die in this? Because I'll watch that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there and now I'm gonna get heat from these new listeners because any AEW fans that came over are gonna hate that because he's one of their he's one of their favorites. He uh, sorry he ain't one of mine. Okay, right, next, next yeah. movie up. Yep, John Wick three, <laughs> and that was spelled with a lot of E's, A's, and H's. Now it better be if you're gonna gonna do it right. John Wick 3. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, by the way, Justin Roberts, that worked for John Cena. It does not work for John Moxley. Knock it the fuck off. <laughs> John Moxley should be getting a badass intro, not a, not, a, not a hype superhero intro. Sorry. Knock it the hell off. Uh, John Wick 3 is really clever because of how they did it. Without actually really changing the title, you can still wrestle it. So that is going to be another earmark. Alright. Next we have The Hustle, The Loyalty, The Respect. What is this a parody of? They didn't say, and I don't know off the top of my head. Neither do I. So So, there will be no points assigned here. (laughs) I just heard the most (laughs) aggressive zero I've ever heard you type. (laughs) What's the most aggressive zero typed in the history of zeros? Uh, Are you, by the way, are you keeping the, um, the list so I can actually see who goes with each one? Okay, so when you send it to me, I'm going to see all the names. You're going to see all the names. Okay, okay, cool. Yep, I, I, I keep it all as it is. I put the, I, like I do with the one, the one I send you. I, you know, this time I'm just going to not remove the zeros. That's fine. Uh, this entry has zero. Miedo. Whatever points is in, in Espanol. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next up, Sullivan Land, double penetration. Oh, my God. Why? First of all, I feel bad for Kevin Sullivan right now. I'm assuming that... Oh, no, wait a minute. This is not Kevin Sullivan. I just realized what we're going for. (laughs) This is the other... Ew. Points. Ew. You get zero puntos. Puntos? 
Puntos. Puntos. Very important. P U N T O S. Oh my god! Very important. That sounds more. Say the O. It sounds too much like punta to me. You gotta have the N and the O. You have to say the N and the O. Or you're gonna call him a whore. Well, me a puta since the third grade. Sticking with the Spanish theme, El Idolo, a Breaking Bad movie. Yeah. Well done. El Idolo. How do you say earmark in Spanish? <laughs> that I don't know. Well, look it up. Earmark probably isn't even a Spanish word. Oh, I'm sure there's probably a word for it. Okay. I'm sure there is. But yes, that that was good too. El Camino. Right. By the way, even though I was a I was I G N A R. I have to change this. I still have not watched sat down and watched that movie. Oh, it's a great movie. Watch I'm it. sure it is, and I was a huge breaking bad fan. I just never sat down and watched it. It it explains a lot of things because it goes back and forth in time yeah that's cool i will sit down and watch it at some point i i was thoroughly amused for the what two hours that it is perhaps for one of our upcoming vip shows there will be an el camino review i almost said an el idolo review (laughs) (laughs) all right our next movie what monsters amongst men want See, this is this is why I love this game. How friggin' perfect was that? <laughs> Monsters Among Men want. That's points right there. Alright. And that brings us to the Chase Owens. Oh, you're we're never getting rid of that at this point. I'm it's too much. You know, it's like we're now like three years. Past. We're like three years in, yeah. Well, we haven't been able to come up with like another made a joke about it for like three months we haven't been able to come up with a replacement so I'm calling it the Big E all that time when it was his gimmick in NXT and then, but then we also and called it the Big E countdown for like years after it know, wasn't anyways. so yeah it's fine I'm kind of making Big E joke about 1 and 5 when it wasn't this is going to be this, Chase Owens doesn't realize it yet but this is going to be his ultimate legacy in the pro wrestling business Greatest legacy. (laughs) Alright, first of the Chase Owens. A beautiful day in the Firefly Funhouse. Um, okay. Uh, Appreciate what they're going for, but... I don't think that really uh, aesthetically fits. So... I like the idea, though. So I'm going to award this one Havsies. Yeah, because I, I appreciated the direction, but I'm not like... This is so weird, not knowing who any of these people are. Like, because I don't know who's left to come out. Like, I don't know if... Yeah, I... I, I don't I know where that, you're... That's kind of the fun part. No, it is. It's weird. Like, I don't know who I've buried. I don't know... <laughs> Who I've earmarked. I don't know where you guys are in this. I don't know if uh, I, if if a horror if if what was the one that oh that double penetration. I don't know if that was Ellis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is this is weird. It's weird. It's gonna take me. It's gonna be an adjustment for sure. But uh, 
but right. but at least for me, I want it this way because I'm I'm liking this. I'm I think it's fun. I, yeah. I think this this definitely helps. We can do we can do it for all of you. I'm just saying. Uh, all right, next we have Fiend Wars: The Rise of Brian. That's a little more on the pun area that I was looking for. Um, also, actually, kind of topical because. Brian literally came back because of the fiend, so this yep. one will get points. All right, full fullsies. Our next one, following that, knife edge chops out. Knife edge chops out. Okay, I'm blanking on what this is supposed to be. That's for knives that out. knives out. What is it? Knives out. I haven't even heard of that. It was kind of like a a horror comedy, I think it was. Knives Out. Okay. It nice. actually looked really amusing. And like an A plus cast. <clears throat> but yeah. it worked. It, it works for the game, so points. That's points. Penultimate entry. The Secret Life of Lars Sullivan. Oh my god, he really was a topic for this one. Uh, what's what, Secret Life of? Uh, that I don't know. Hold on. So, but I, I, Secret Life of Pets too. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, you're right. You're right. Secret Life of Pets two came out this year. Okay. Yep, that could be it. That's still funny. That's points. All right, that's points. And final entry is Good Brothers. Good Burger. I don't know. Good. No, it, he says it's uh, Good Boys with the O.C. Cowboys. Oh, okay, yeah, that Good Boys movie that came out. Good, bro- That's clever. That's points. Good All right. Bro- <laughs> oh, God, could you see? <laughs> I can see that, too. <laughs> there were three of them, so. All right, so you have could three you just see, earmarks. Could you just see Carl Anderson cowering on a median, a oh, highway gosh. median going? I, I didn't see the movie, but I've seen the commercials obviously i heard it's fucking hysterical though <laughs> just see <laughs> just see aj styles going this is a really sexy cpr doll <laughs> N- names it went names it wendy oh god uh, hey yeah all right so uh yeah i definitely had three earmarks i would like to hear them back please all right, first year mark was How to Train Your Luciosaurus, The Hidden Jungle. Okay. Then you had John Wick 3. Okie dokie. And then you had El Idolo, a Breaking Bad movie. Yes, very good. All of them will keep your bonus points, but I think the winner is How to Train Your Luciosaurus, The Hidden Jungle. All right. All right, let's, let's hear it. Who got the win? The winner is Matt Hardman. Oh my god, and he friggin' won the game last year for most points! Yep. And then the second place points went to Dandal. There's not a surprise there. Dandal's almost always on the earmark brigade. And... myself. Oh, really? Ellie Delo is me. <laughs> really? Yep. Mother, that's why you texted me and asked me if it was okay to use a Netflix movie. I told you I had a good one. I didn't even oh, I didn't even connect that when you read it. <laughs> that's why you ah oh, you you bastard. <laughs> told All you right. I had a good idea. All righty. 
Well, to uh, everybody else who played, I'd like to thank you. Did we have any new players in any circumstance? Uh, there was. Uh, let's see. All right, like, so Gre- did Greg? Did Gregory Cummins play? Because he's been a new group member who's been pretty active, but I haven't actually seen him attempt I'll, to. I'll run it through you real fast. Okay. Dan Peck, hundred points. Okay. Uh, Jeff Jeffrey Cho, one hundred. Okay. Jay Shin, zero. <laughs> uh, Randy Moyer, hundred. Tom okay. Dickinson, hundred. Siobhan, 100. Chev played! Yep. Chev! Matt Hardman, Matt Hardman right. was your winner. Yep. Dandal second place. Yep. Uh, zero. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's got a full Ellis. <laughs> what was his entry? The hustle, the loyalty, the respect. Yeah, what the hell is that even a thing of? Like, I don't, well, I'll have to look that one up. <coughs> That's the thing. If I have to look it up, it, I... Uh, Michael Vaughn, 100. <laughs> myself, second place. Adrian Cotton, 100. Jay Winger, 50. Uh, Eddie Whitaker. Oh, uh, Jay was the 50. Okay. Eddie oh, Whitaker, 100. Hey, Eddie Whitaker. He hasn't played in a long time. Nope. Welcome back, Hold bud. He's in the D&D group, so we're, I think we're getting him back in. There you go. Homeless, one hundred. Oh uh, wait, what was uh, what was Homeless's entry? N- uh, knife Edge chops out. Okay. Uh, so he was. Cl- like he said, was... Wait, so he was clever and not gross. Yeah. Okay. All right. Don Mario got the hundred, and your final entry, John Salinas, one hundred. Hey, John. John's like a very sporadic player. He plays when he thinks he can come up with something that'll actually work, and he almost always gets points. But he, like, also plays, like, six times a year. It's kinda, <laughs> so, I, think, I think he's the type of guy where on his wheelhouse. Yeah, if it's his wheelhouse, he'll definitely play. I, I agree with that. Uh, and, John, if you're listening, I really want to fucking interview you for handshaking a hot dog. So clear up your goddamn schedule. Hey, I've officially canceled cable, so I have no wrestling to watch during the week anymore because I will not be watching it. I will only be watching stuff the next day and mostly in highlights. So my weeknights have really freed up. I can 100% get some interviews during the week. So, All right, send me the doc so I can uh, – oh, you already did. There you go. Yeah, send me the doc so I can I can see I can now actually see what y'all submitted. And uh oh yeah, Dan was the Captain Marvel. I like that. That was fun. Yeah, so uh Yeah, that was fun. I, I did I did like that. I, I did I, 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 I think did the idea that. works. I think the idea of not knowing who submitted works. It definitely creates that aura of, of mystery here and uh It'll definitely help because, like, if you're a new player and your entry is really bad and I kind of bury you, I'm not doing it publicly. So, like, I feel like that this might encourage more people to play. And, now uh, now people just have to, you know, move around their timing a little bit. <laughs> on Mario. Well, he's either first <laughs> or he's, like, or he's he's one of the last. That's the only way it works with him. But this is cool, because everybody who played, whether you got points or not, you are officially entered your name one time in the pool. And there will be a prize at the end of the year, so. Indeed. And if we get more patrons, we'll be able to give out more prizes. So, if any of you who've played are not yet patrons, for five bucks a month, just give up one of your cups of coffee. Just give up one cup of coffee, you can do that. Uh, Subscribe and get access to all the content. 
And you have from now until next weekend to sign up for your first one because next weekend is when you get your first VIP show. Oh, more breaking news. The Usos returned. Well, we kind of figured that was happening too, so. All right, they, guys. They, they came in to save Roman. This wraps up the January 3rd edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. For Dan and Glenn, I am Chris O'Mealy, and we will see you guys for more Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk next week here at CKCC Radio. Make sure you follow us for all of the latest stuff. Sayonara. Later.